Secret Friends Unite! Charlie, stop talking, but we, you know. I just learned more about the men's bathroom than I ever wanted to know. <sighs> no, th there's so much more. <laughs> and three, two, one, engage. Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 375. This is your guide to the geek side, and I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden. Purple Rain. What's going on, y'all? And also joined by Miss Katie Quinn Pershing. How are you doing, Katie? I'm doing well. And yourself? You know what? We it finally stopped raining. It's beautiful. I've been doing yard work. Love is in the air. Oh, Todd, your favorite. I mean, I know you're excited about moving, which you can tell everybody that you did fi finally find a house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a, I've acquired uh, the um, the Xavier School for Higher Learning. So there you go. It came um, with a t-shirt. I, I've I've inherited some some students I'll have to take care of. Uh, oh, I use my mutant ability, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, got a house, and now we're getting ready to sell our house. We'll see how this thing goes. But yes, I'm a little bit bruised. I, I stained. Uh, if you can oh, see, it looks man. like I've been killing people this weekend. So yeah, lots look, of stains looks, on my body still. Lo looks like <laughs> exactly could be blood, could be could you know be stained. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, before we get into this, we're going to go into cover for episode Ooh. number. Well, co comic book three seventy five, Fantastic I Four. It. I picked it. I I believe this cover originally did have like some lenticular yep. nature yep. to it. So we were still in that era of fancy covers. Now, Todd, you know, I was saying in the pre-roll, like, oh, we're going to celebrate it. It's 375. You're like, why? Why bother? says right on here, and this is, again, from April of 1993. It says right on there, 375th Anniversary Spectacular. See, so there you go. Was there this a 374th Anniversary Spectacular? No, no, that's not special enough, but I think there was a 372. Um, yeah, this was, uh, I love this. Usually, uh, you know, for the run of Fantastic Four, it typically said, uh, World's Greatest Comic Magazine. This says, this is not your parents' comic magazine, which is probably why Sue Storm is kind of dressed for FF porn, I guess, because this was, I don't know, it was the debut of the boob window, but she does have the huge belt, the leather jacket and the giant gun. I mean, 90s it on up. I mean, the thing it also has a giant gun and a helmet. Like That's a like insane. a Yeah, he's got a and then Reed Reed is also sporting uh, a vest. So vest well, no, his yeah, his is more of a vest because it's like a waistcoat. It's a tactical uh, vest, Charlie. And then Johnny Storm apparently has a fireproof jacket. He does, yeah. he does. Well, then you have his scroll wife, who was Alicia Masters, but they were married. So then, then she came back after Secret Invasion or whatever. And then I think the woman in the, the metal outfit is, again, we wait, were talking wait, about. Wait, let Katie guess. Who is the woman in the, in the outfit? In the oh, lower, lower I left. I have no idea. Come up with a name. I know. She's got red hair, so Jean Grey. There you go. There you go. You guessed it. She's called she's called Clanky Mick Codpiece. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I think that was Sharon Ventura. I think mine was closer. I at least had some logic to mine. Right. Mine was just a bunch of words I said. So that's okay. Because that that's that is my lay motif, a bunch of words I said. No, that was uh Todd, you remember I talked about Sharon Ventura, who she became she became a thing and Ben became a like a like a rockier thing. Then he turned back to normal, and I guess she turned back to normal as well. So I'm pretty sure that's her. 
So anyway, it well, was the night. Glad they wrapped up that storyline. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yes, it's the it's the rise of doom and it's lenticular. And I really hope this one comes up in our quarterly um, random comics we have to read because I'm really curious. But I get, I suppose I could just read it myself. I, I say you can just read it. We're not stopping you from reading it. I know. I'm you know it. I'm spending several hours uh, traveling tomorrow, getting to Arizona for our national sales conference. So I will have time. So I'll give you the full boob window report. Just look for it on Twitter at, at the C3. You can just sans the boob window part I of think the report so. and I'll be fine. Like, I, I, don't I think so. I've seen that 85 times, Shirley. I don't think anybody wants it anymore. Todd, Todd, <laughs> Todd, boob window. Okay, that's the last one, I promise. Thank you, okay, the apology. I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for, for a cod window. Let's be real. There. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Do it. Is that really a, I, I, all access, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Katie's idea at least is groundbreaking. Mine is that the 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 boob window is nothing at all. You need Cod to find window. the um, uh, Hawkeye Initiative. Please tell me you guys have heard of that. No, oh, no. I'm going to educate y'all. Oh, it's break great. it down. Break it down. So, some there was an artist that decided. I think it started with the New Fifty Two reboot and just the stupid poses that they were putting uh, Starfire oh. in, and just the they cut outfits. So, someone decided to redraw Hawkeye in mm. all of those outfits and poses. So, like, there's one that they did of Catwoman, um, the Spider Woman comic cover that was very controversial. They did him in that. Oh, okay. And so the there's a the lot. Mud, yeah. yeah. If you Google search <laughs> audience, if you want to, if you want some fun, uh, you can Google search Hawkeye Initiative, and you'll find some primo stuff. I, I am <laughs> oh, into it. Yeah. Let's, lots, yeah. of, lots of man cheesecake. Yeah, lots of man yes. cheesecake. Oh my and god. There's also folks who have gender bent uh, the like Justice League. So I'm making that joke about a cod window, but there was a guy who dressed up like Power Boy, and there oh. was a window like right above his nethers. Oh, so you got that? <laughs> so I'm thinking it's so, I'm thinking it's just right in line because that's like. Ooh. So it was the the Merkin, the, the Merkin window. I don't want, I don't want to hear about it. All right, yeah, oh, we are we are so so moving on. Let's move on, please. Yes. Uh, yes. So and, so yeah, we please. we move on by going to our gal pal, our senior news correspondent. So without further delay, Madam Webb, take it away. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. We're back into it. May is here, and let me just tell you, Madam Webb, when when the weather comes out, get a little antsy, um, your Tinder profile gets reloaded, what can I say, Madam Webb? Uh, just take it easy this year. You do not need to get your back broken by August. Just keep it Oof. cool. Ouch. That's as cold as ice. Rough stuff. So, you know what else is cold? When you've got dragons mixed with ice, and that is in the House of Dragon. It got a tra- it got a trailer, and this is officially the first spinoff of Game of Thrones. Uh, this will debut on HBO Max in August twenty first, and this is all about the Targaryens. These are the the ruling class before you had Game of Thrones proper, um, and you all know what went down. Somebody betrayed the king. Well, many people betrayed the king, and we got that ongoing plot. So this is really kind of like going to be the fall of the House of Targaryen. Um, And obviously, we'll see all things that follow through with this. We've got some interesting cast members. Um, Reese Ifans, who was the lizard in Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
Um, and this apparently will take place uh, centuries before, though. It says centuries before. So this is really, you know, we've got some things that happened well before it. So centuries before means, though, that you don't know necessarily everyone's fate, but you kind of do because they're all dead. I don't think there's any long living people in this. So this could be interesting and could open some doors. Um, And the Targaryens, if you've seen them, they're all pretty much albinos without the red eyes. So there you go. Matt uh, Matt Smith is in it. And we'll see how this goes. And apparently there will be a book accompanying this called The Lore in Fire and Blood and Beyond, October 25th, 2022. Not not written by George R. R. Martin because he doesn't do that. Uh, well, Martin, well Martin, Martin, is, Martin is providing the information. He's not writing okay. it, and he's not doing the well, illustrations, but yeah. Let me, let me ask you this question, Todd. You are a notorious prequel detractor. How does this How does this make you feel? Do you feel that there's there's a window to create some sorts? I don't really have a dog in the fight because you know it's not my scene. Um, but yeah, when, when it comes down to this, would you prefer this? Or much like kind of when you say with Star Wars where you're like, yeah, I would like to see – you know, like Knights of the Old Republic, but I'd also love them to jump like a thousand years in the future and see if there's more story. I mean, which I'm curious to your take, because like I said, I don't know anybody who hates prequels the way that you do. So what, how do you really, how do you feel? How do you feel? Rap to me. I hate the previous generation. I just hate it when you only like skip ahead a little bit. It's like, it's like with right. the, the Hunger Games are doing that prequel with, uh, with President Snow. And I'm like, you're really that's as far back as you're going because that's right. You just, want, you just want to see, see him as a young dude. It's like, oh, this is how he this is how he became such a bad guy. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. No, I, I like this though. Him, and you're like, why? Why? Yeah, exactly. right. We know guy? becomes an asshole. It's like Anakin. We right. know Anakin becomes an asshole. And right. Like, okay, great, awesome. Right. Um, yeah, okay, I, I don't know. Awesome. I, I I like the world of Game of Thrones, and largely, we'll see how this plays out. I hope it explores different areas of Game of Thrones and not just saying, oh, there might be some white walkers. I mean, I don't want them to do that. I don't want to like, oh, I ran into so-and-so. I I don't like that stuff. Taking all the familiar elements. I mean, Katie and I being the the Star Trek experts that we are, you know, Discovery walked a fine line with that. Mm -hmm. Strange New Worlds may also. Discovery, you know, really... Took a, took the bent that I always wanted them to take is that they they took themselves out of prequel status and now they're they're no longer a prequel. Um, where Strange New Worlds again, we're not really going to talk about that so much because not everyone here has seen it. Um, but they found a way to do something prequelish that is more of a reinvention because its source material is from fifty years ago. So it, it bears updating. Where you know Game of Thrones was on <clears throat> that ended like two years ago, so there's not a, a ton of kind of updating and you put it in the past. So I just don't know. I mean, I watch it obviously because uh, April love, you know, April loves that stuff much more than I do. But yeah, I was just, I was curious kind of your take as the, the prequel, the, 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 the OG prequel hater. I wanted to see your take. What I like about Game of Thrones, the majority of the time is the relationships, the pieces as they move. It's not necessarily the end game. I mean, it wasn't like the war with the White Walkers was the the greatest thing in the world. It had some cool elements to it and everything like that. But I do like the way they build those relationships and build those stories. And this will be different because George R. R. Martin didn't really write any books based on this. So you're not going to necessarily get like lines lifted from this. You'll get ideas from him, which where Game of Thrones suffered is when they went away, they didn't have any source material to grow from. They had basically an outline. And then right. people got frustrated because people were lifting their own material, doing their own thing. And it's like, it's kind of hard. It's like, it's, it's just a hard thing to accomplish. If you take a written book 
and right. say, oh, by the way, make it up with my outline. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a great outline. <laughs> and I'm like, this is my great outline. I'm sure it's fantastic. It'll be an award winner. No, but I, it's, I, I think it's, it's, supposed, a, it's yeah. a great, it's a great outline. You know that you love it. Yeah. Good so stuff. Katie, Game of Thrones, you were here pre Game of Thrones. So I don't even know if you like the series or not. I mean, I read the books and then I watched most of the series. I'm going to be honest. I never actually even watched the series finale just because I found out how it ended and I had, I'm like, I have zero interest in it. You were like, I mean, I'm but, good. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of have my own theories as far as I, I honestly think that that's how Martin was planning on ending it. And that's mm-hmm. why the seventh, that's why the final season had such a weird twist to it because the writers weren't going in that direction. They were like, Oh snap, we got to, that's how it was going to, that's how he was planning on ending it. And then when it got so poorly received, he's like, oops, my bad. Actually, I'm not going to end it. I would way. never write such a thing. Well, you never <laughs> will write such a thing. So, <laughs> right. I mean, I think Martin does really well at world building. I honestly don't think he's a fantastic writer. People don't hate me. <laughs> you can have your own opinions. I'm hit so her, sorry. I just hit got hit her up on Twitter. What's that <laughs> handle again, Katie? So people can tweet um, you. Oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But, oh, yeah, no, no, no. So, I'm not a huge fan of Matt Smith either, so there's not a oh. lot going for me. I, I sure, I sure wasn't a fan of his after what the hell was that Morbius? Oh my god! Yeah, Morbius. Uh, I, I, I liked him better as Morbius than I did the Terminator movie. So, well, I, I, I say it's a character, just like different variations of it. So, right. I don't, I don't have a huge. Kind of, you know, I don't have the skin in the game on that one. Like, if a lot of people watch it and they think it's really, really awesome, I might watch it. But I also, like, I kind of recognize the names, but there's a lot to try to keep track of. And I feel kind of like I'm watching Lost at that point because there's just people and plots and everything going on all the time. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again, no skin in the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, kind, kind of skin, kind of here. So, Todd, this is your this is your baby. So, when when are we getting this? The fall, summer, fall? When is this coming? Oh, August out twenty, at? August twenty first. I'm excited okay. for it because we have, we are finally getting good fantasy. And at least, even if Game of Thrones didn't end the way you liked it, I thought right the way that was pulled off and the way it brought credibility to fantasy, mm-hmm. very few people have ever done before. It's very easy to make very space true. travel credible because it's in the future and it's science, right? Or it's like, right. oh, we can do we can do fantasy and outside in our space. Like, oh, I totally believe that versus there's a dragon versus there's a space alien. So I always think right. it's funny that dichotomy because it feels like it takes, takes the past. It feels like it's ancient history that could have happened on Earth versus Nope, it's just another world where fantastical mm-hmm. things happen. So we'll a see how this goes. New world. Oh, sorry. You know, I was going to hit my music break. So, oh, speaking of breaks, I'm going to break you into this next story. So I am fired up about this shit. I have always, Todd, we've talked on the show many, many times about our love for um, the 1989 through 1993 uh, Quantum Leap series that was on NBC. Scott Bakula, the late Dean Stockwell, um, Evergreen series, great concept. Never go, you know, it, it wasn't really. Uh, you know, it was a science fiction base, but it didn't really have special effects. So that, that never detracted for it. And it was just an evergreen, wonderful concept because it was set. The scientist who in 1999, which was the future at that point, uh, cr- created this um, this quantum accelerator, which could transport his consciousness into the past within his own lifetime. So he was born in 1953. It was 1999. So the show took place in between that time frame. And he would, you know, 
you know, jump into a war widow here, or he would jump into an abused woman over here. He jumped into uh, a, a monkey who was a space pilot. I mean, he did a lot of different shit in the five seasons the show was on. So much like with everything in the world, and, and like, you know, with, with Night Court, <laughs> because it was also mentioned this article is being rebooted. Uh, this is this is coming up new, but they are doing it um with a new cast. Uh, so they're take they're taking a new actor, Raymond Lee, as Dr. Ben Song, who is a man of faith and world-renowned physicist working on the time travel project, kind of revolving, uh, reviving Sam Beckett's uh, principles and, and wanting to understand what happened. Uh, it also mentions Ernie Hudson is coming in as, as a heritage character anyway. One of one of the one, a Vietnam vet that Sam jumped into in season three is The Leap Home, which was one of the absolute, it was, it was a cliffhanger. But it, was a, it was a season launcher, but it was just absolutely fantastic. I remember that, that very, and they, they mentioned some other members of the cast, but again, does say Scott Bakula is headlining the NBC rodeo pilot unbroken and has no involvement in the series i kind of feel like if that show doesn't go anywhere we could end up seeing some scott Bakula in this show that's just that's my vibe um but th- this this looks absolutely fantastic but yeah they go on to, to talk to it sounds like this uh ca- some of the other castings uh talk about other people at the project so it sounds like instead of it just being about the leaper if, if that's what it turns into be you know, the guys leaping into different lives that it has to do with you know, the, the organization making it all happen. So it might be kind of a different bent, but still, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm super fired up. So this is in production. I assume for, I'm looking for a date. I would feel like fall. Todd, are you seeing it? And I'm not seeing it. 22, 23 TV. Yeah. So fall. So in the fall. So, yeah. So could, it will be a network TV show that I actually watch and NBC shows. Those are on the peacock. So that's why I'll be watching. They go there. Yes. Yes, yeah. they, okay. they go there. Yeah, I am. So Kitty, I'm totally down. Yeah, is this a show you ever watched or saw? Oh Warriors? yeah, um, I would watch this uh, a lot of times. Uh, every Wednesday night, we would go over to my grandparents' house, and this was on a lot because it was one of those that was kind of kid friendly. Um, that my like grandparents and parents could also watch and not want to lose their minds. Um, so yeah, I remember you know the guy he had his little like rainbow light pad, and he would walk through door like this like light door because there was right. the one guy that could project and help scott bacula i yeah, don't remember was, his names but was, yeah dean, dean stockwell who is retired admiral al calavici he passed he also was uh the number uh, cylon john the brother yes. of cavill in in bsg so the number one cylon the leader the bad guy um yes. and also he and scott bacula reunited in a season one episode of Enterprise, which you would know about because you don't like that show. <laughs> I don't. As much as I love Scott Bakula, I don't like that show. It's totally, totally is very you much. Can't, a I'm bag. sorry, Charlie. You will never make Enterprise happen. Stop trying to make it happen. Oof. Is that fetch? Is that is that fetch? Like, <laughs> All right, I accept um, it. I accept it. But it's okay. Yes, I am. I am genuinely excited about this one. It's you know kind of like you guys are talking. It's a part of nostalgia for me. I'm not always mm-hmm. super stoked about them just rebooting things. I do sure. appreciate when they make new stuff um, or at least try to, you know, it's one thing when they're doing like discovery or, you know, you have a, a kind of brand of re redoing, you know, along the theme of something, but I don't know. Um, yeah. As you know, my, my mantra, um, like Todd likes to say good, clean or good, dumb fun. I like to say, you know, um, hesitantly optimistic. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> he was cautiously optimistic, like when Homer falls into the 3D universe. He was cautiously yes. optimistic. Crap, 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 crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame that this isn't a sequel, right? Where they could have it 
play with the continuity, have fun. And like you said, the whole Ernie Hudson character, that it's a heritage character, like you said, Charlie, right. but it's like if it never happened, because a reboot essentially is saying we don't we don't right. honor the things we've asked because it's like it never existed, but it's using the framework. So it's kind of right. sad it's not a right. sequel. I mean, like I said, you know, oh, Scott Bakula is involved in some other show that I feel like has canceled written all over it because what was the last radio show you were really into? Oh, that's right. I love Yellowstone. <laughs> but let's not get that. I was going to say, it. Charlie, it's all the rage. Old people like Westerns. Yeah, oh, wait, exactly. You do, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, <laughs> Charlie, is the C- Charlie is the CBS demographic. He loved uh, JAG back in the day when it was on. I did. That, you know? I yeah, did. So there you go. He was ready to be 80 when he was 50, 20. Yeah. My 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 spidey sense tells me Scott Bakula. If the show survives, Scott Bakula will show up eventually. Nothing. CBS never cancels anything. It always finds an audience. That's why. And, and that's why NCIS still has programs after twenty, almost twenty five years, twenty years anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's going to be good, and and I think it's kind of cool. With you know, it's definitely a different take on the show. And like you said, if it's back and right. forth, it reminds me of uh, a game that uh, Katie might have played, which is Assassin's Creed, which is all about going in like uh, I forget what the device is called but essentially you inhabit your ancestors in a different society and things like that but you had uh i think it's called the abstergo is what it's called maybe. i don't but there's then, a lot of lore involved with assassin's yeah. creed and i was just like guys i just want to run around ancient greece it's fine calm exactly. down but you had handlers <laughs> essentially that would keep you alive and things like that so kind That's of a cool fine. concept yeah you're yeah. fine i'm fine oh man so moving on uh if we're ready um obi-wan trailer so we we had a teaser was it a teaser that we had about like six weeks ago teaser and this is the story trailer approximately yeah this is this is full of uh it's full of some great stuff yes now we did get um we did get some like the the luke which todd was very unimpressed with the luke you know playing pod racer on the back end but we got podcasting yeah no 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 we're podcasting he's Pod racing, so yeah, there you go. There's your name for podcasting. There's your name for the episode. We podcasting. Um, <laughs> this, this is filled with um, with absolutely a lot of great stuff. You're getting a lot more of the Inquisitors. You're getting a lot of deep dark locations. You're getting to see Obi Wan do some hand to hand combat, which you don't see a ton of when somebody's a lightsaber wielder. But my absolute favorite part of it, I mean, obviously your um, your, your fan service moment was the heavy implication of Vader and Obi-Wan meeting up because you're seeing Vader getting, you know, an arm gets screwed on and his chest piece gets clipped. The one thing that beat, you know, beat all is when you can see that that uh, Owen Lars, who is Joel Edgerton, and Obi-Wan, who is, of course, why am I forgetting the name of the guy who Ewan, plays Obi-Wan? Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor. They're having a chat and Obi-Wan's like, clearly at some point the boy will need to be trained and fucking deadpan as shit. Edgerton goes, oh, like you trained his father? I was like, ah, no, Stone Cold. That made the trailer for me. Oh, come on. He made, he gave, he said, hey, take care of this kid for 18 years. I mean, how would you love it if somebody said, here's a baby, enjoy. Well, you remember that. Take him back when he's grown. (laughs) You you remember that scene from, you know, episode three where he shows up, gets off, and he's like, here's a baby lady we've never met. Um, I'm going to take off now. And Owen is just standing there looking at the sunset. She walks up with the baby. Maybe they knew he was coming. You like did he, what? What? No, at the, at the what? end of the No, I'm, I'm just saying that's what he said. Yeah. Well, he turns up and turns out. He's like, where the, where, where, where'd you get this? We're in the middle of the desert. Where'd you get a baby? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Guess so, our plans you know to see Weird Al are canceled. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, we were, yeah, exactly. We were supposed to be going to Tashi Station tonight to see Weird Al in the Figural Dan Band. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that for us hardcores we could get much more excited, but it was great to see this word two and a half weeks away from this. comes out May 27. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is going to be pretty sweet. I'm fired up. Katie? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I mean, I, I love... Um, what they've been doing with Obi-Wan so far, as far as if you're looking at canonically with the um, animated series stuff and like how sassy they've made him. And I think that McGregor's going to be able to pull that off real well. Um, I am just curious because it seems like there's a lot of fighting and stuff going on on Tatooine. And I'm like, I thought the whole point was that you're supposed to be hiding out on Tatooine and people weren't supposed to know you're there. So I'm just curious how this is going to all work out (laughs) as far as that goes. Um, but otherwise, like the the villain uh, Sith person who's fighting him, I don't, I didn't catch what her name was. Um, she seems super cool. I love this kind of like, uh, you know, cat and mouse vibe that they've got going on as far as like her just stalking. They showed the guy, the Inquisitor dude. Um, the uh, same guy from Rebels. Rebels. Oh, it's the same yes. guy. I just, you just well, can't. Well, at least it's his species. Tell. I don't know if it's right. the same guy. Could be um, him. Yeah, and the species is they were the. Uh, when they go to Ut- I think it's when they go to Utapau, which is the, yeah. kind of one of the final set set pieces in episode three, where uh, Obi Wan has his final fight with General Grievous. They're the people with the you know the kind of the Thanos face with the big lines all over their face. Yeah, I think it's that so, it's that race. Yeah. It is one of those things, kind of like what they did with. Um, now I'm forgetting everybody's names. The other guy from Clone Wars that showed up in Mandalorian. Um, uh, the oh, Cad Yes, I was kind of felt a little bit Cad Bane where I was like, they just didn't seem to nail the essence of the of like that visual from the anime, which I understand is difficult to do. Sure. But I was just like, you could have done a little bit of prosthetics or something to make him seem a little bit more like kind of imposing and have that presence. Um, Instead of it just, I guess, him having like a large forehead and stuff was an aesthetic choice they're choosing in Rebels versus it being a characteristic of his race. So... I know, like there's, the, but those are all like small nitpicky things. So overall, right. I'm very excited about it, and I will definitely right. be watching it. Apparently, they couldn't get the cone head. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, prosthetic from <laughs> SNL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and the thing is, there's no one else to blame. I mean, Filoni's the next. Like, so if anybody let this go, Filoni let it go. So blame right. Filoni, saying, "Dude, this is your creation." Yeah. Uh, you, so I'll also say it's his creation. So it's like anybody nitpicky, take it up with Filoni in his cowboy hat. So <laughs> apparently, if you take off Filoni's cowboy hat, he looks his head looks exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, and um, because once again, I think. Obi-Wan's a cool character. He's been on screen a lot if you count the Clone Wars and such. So, I mean, it's not like he's not had enough screen time. He just hasn't had any live action screen time where he actually had good material. So I'm hoping he has good material. And you see a lack of lightsabers in the show too. So to the point he's shooting people rather than because you know what? If you use a if you use a a, a a laser pistol, nobody knows who you are. But if you use a lightsaber, then you're a general. Yeah, it is show, a serious dead giveaway. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kanel uh, Nanjiani is yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he was he was born some Jedi robes. Like a, yeah, he looks like a Jedi, but maybe not. But I mean, once again, the Jedi robes was that just a, that was a Tatooine special? Apparently, they got a good deal on robes, and so they said, <laughs> "Hey, the Jedi should all wear these." I mean, robes are cheap, and if there's ten thousand Jedi, I mean, you know, who, who's placing that order to you know that bulk order to you know the, the Jedi warehouse? You know, but yeah, right. Yes, what, what they used to say, "You love the way you look." That's there the, you that's go. 
<laughs> From sizes to Yaddle to the biggest Jedi. Who is the biggest oh, Jedi? I don't it know. Was, it was that dude from the Clone Wars who was uh, the Dexter Jetster, the diner owner. It was his species with the six arms. He was big. Oh, okay. That's a lot of tailoring. Too. I would say, Todd, you mentioned Yaddle, and uh, I now have Yaddle as a playable character in Lego Star Wars. I did the mission and got her, so I've been using her a lot. Thinking about you, buddy. Sure, she's I fantastic. She, that beautiful <laughs> hair. I know she's your favorite. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, you know, moving on to a new favorite, hopefully, is we are getting a new animated anthology series on Disney Plus, and it's based on Tales of the Jedi, which was a Dark Horse comic series. I have no clue, though, if this is based on that comic series or it's just going to be Tales of the Jedi because um, ultimately when I think about Tales of the Jedi, we got a lot of the Star Wars visions already. So the right. Jedi are getting a lot of pub here, but if it's based on that series and they take some chances with the animation style, like new animation that I would love to see, mm-hmm. this could be kind of cool. I mean, when they say Tales of the Jedi, yeah, I guess the question is, is it an homage to a run in that title? Because it looks like that title ran for about five years or so. Um, So are they are they lifting stories from that? Are they, you know, are they taking it in name only? I guess, you know, this is and again, this crept up on me. So, you know, nice, nice find right here. But yeah, this is um, this has the beauty as I'm kind of skimming through this. If it's set so far before. Obviously, oh, 4,000 years before. Yeah. That no, was it, when it, the, the series was taken, yeah. It's total headcanon. You can just be like, it's one of those, you know, it would have to be disproved for you not to believe that it's really happening because the um, the furthest canonically back there going with any consistency is the, currently the High Republic, which is 200 years prior. Um, so this is hell and far before, even though there is a, there is a canonical basis because they, Star Wars, Alex, the Star Wars Explained YouTube guy, does, I think on May the 4th, which means he probably just put out a new one, he does a total chronology history, which is now over an hour in this video where he walks it through, you know, time period by time period, touching on things here and there. So, um, yeah. So w- would this be Canon or would it stay outside of Canon because of, um, kind of like visions did. That's what, that's what I, that's what I'd be wondering about. Unless it comes like right saying, it's, it's 4,000 years in the past. You can like, unless something absolutely catastrophic happens, right. It's going to be really easy to be like, yeah, it's Canon, but it didn't affect anything 4,000 years in the future. Right, exactly. So, so, so it's 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 totally uh, it's totally canon until yeah. it's disproved. So that, that's cool. Um, but yeah, if they're starting to develop this now, animation animation products have a, a really long shelf life. So is this a couple of years out? I mean, I could guess. Be. Yeah, yeah. It, could you know, be it might in, have. In, it might be a couple of years in development at this point, and which is why they're yeah. announcing it is that it's going to be. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, I mean, if if anything. Using that old old you know material gives them an opportunity to take something that potentially could work really well um, and take the pressure off of the current staff to say, oh, we based this off this because we found these ideas really cool, which the first is, I think, what everybody wants. Just admit that there are were some good ideas and they're worth bringing forward, like Thrawn and different things like that. So, um, And the fact that it is so far in the, in the past, I think the cool part is you could introduce some things that could come up in the future. And that's what I've always mm-hmm. wanted with Star Wars. Bring up yes. some new things that are coming up that are going to happen in the future, not just stuff we talk about now that happened in the past. So I think this could be a new way to bring in some new ideas. And it's an entire galaxy too. So, I mean, there could be things that they have not found in any of like this, you know, 200 year history since the high Republic to present that 
happened that maybe had a huge impact. Like, I don't know, maybe a sun exploded somewhere because of what's happened in these tales. And that would not have impacted anything because it was on the other side of the galaxy. So there's a lot of stuff that could go on that, you know, like you're saying, Todd, could be brought in somewhere, which would be really, really cool. Um, I mean, it's animated. I'm always for animation. I'm super excited about that. It's set in the past. Except for since KOTOR, I'm like, yes, give me more old weird shit. That's what I want. So KOTOR me, baby. KOTOR Yes, exactly. I'm like, you make it old and weird. I'm totally about that. So KOTOR me, rock and roll me. There you go. I was going to say, if we weren't moving on to talk about Doctor Strange, that would be a hot title for this episode. Yeah, and lastly, I don't know if you all saw it, but the trailer finally dropped for the Weird Al parody biopic weird this thing looks amazing daniel radcliffe is playing weird al and they're going full in they're going full in on just like taking weird al and just making up this like ridiculous story like he had an affair with madonna and did all the stuff which i absolutely love it's like this it's kind of like that uh funnier die skit they had a couple years Mm -hmm. ago called weird with aaron paul where uh Patton Oswalt played Dr. Mudimento. It was just great. And this seems like they're living it up and they're doing the exact same thing, but making mm-hmm. a full-blown movie. I am down. I can't wait to see this thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Daniel Radcliffe. I have yet to see something where he's in it, and I'm not like, yeah, that was that was fun. Like, he's always I mean, gives great performances. He even did great in that, uh, what that the Lost City, the thing we just saw with uh, uh, Channing Tatum and uh, uh, Sandy Bullock. I. Uh, I thought you know he's he's just he's he's just very plausible in everything, but mm-hmm. I mean Weird Al Weird Al is a cornerstone of of our certainly of our youth of Oxford myself our youth I'm seeing him in the summer Todd you've seen him a number of times we've seen him together he's just he's a consummate performer he's amazing he's absolutely amazing and again anybody who is a, a child of the '80s uh, has always been steeped in this so th- this will be something that is amazing for all of us is this theatrical no oh excuse me no it's roku yeah, charlie this Ro- fall and it's roku not channels yes yes roku yeah, channels on, yeah wow. yeah roku's uh huge because everybody owns a roku box so they have a channel there watch right. it and <laughs> absorb ads yeah absorb yeah, it so i'm gonna yeah. have to try to figure out how to watch it because you know i'm one of the i guess only people who don't have a roku oh my god how do you even how do you even what do you I have then katie a smart tv Oh, there's a, there's a Roku channel on everything. It's just, <laughs> it's just an app. It's like Apple TV oh, okay. isn't just on Apple devices. It's right. a channel. They want you to watch your show wherever you can go. And it's it's free. So it's, it's yeah, easy. Okay, that's, fine. Yeah. that's good. Then I was thinking I'm like, I'm not paying for another subscription. <laughs> it's totally free. All they want is your time Roku. and maybe an, an ad brought to you by Crisco. Okay. <laughs> mm, Crisco, the the Crisco mm. kid. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is it for the news with Madam Web. Madam Web, go back home, take a breather, get ready for your work week, and we will, are going to go now to the Geek Easy for get our drink on and our nerd on. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So uh, this week, I believe we've all seen, we'll start off with the first thing because we've all seen it, and then we'll go with Katie's uh, picks, and that's Moon Knight Finale. Um, with that, we are six episodes and done, and what do we all think? I really liked it. I 
liked it to the point it had a real Raiders slash mummy vibe to it, the series in general. Um, but it, it, John, Todd, you and John and I were talking about kind of post-endgame things, and, and, and they just seem to be kind of getting further and further away from the connectivity piece, which is not a bad thing. Because again, for you know, forced continuity and forced franchise building, hurt you know can can be hurtful. Um, so this was yeah, this series was completely independent, um, and I might and it was it was it, it left you guessing a lot of the time, and I think mm-hmm. that that is not something you get in a lot of entertainment. That's part of a franchise becomes because it all becomes samey in its own way. It's like you know. Listening to your, you know, favorite artist album after album, there's going to be licks and riffs and progressions that all just kind of feel the same. And this show really didn't do that. I mean, it was it was a one and done. Uh, I don't know how we would see Moon Knight again. And I think um, the ultimate transformation is he fights his way back from death, and then uh, Layla, his wife slash strange wife, whatever you want to say it, is the. I, I hate to see an article that said the Scarlet Scarab. I think is the mm-hmm. name of the character that yep. her mm-hmm. album came from. Oh, that yeah. was that was that was a new one on me. Uh, but she was magnificent. I, I I dug that, and I dug the ending. Of course, there was a there was a post credit scene as well uh, that that riffed on uh, Mark's third third identity. Was it Frenchie? Who is his? Who is his? Th- the Jake captain? Lockley is his Jake name. Jake Lockley. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. So again, not not having a ton of familiarity with Moon Knight outside of his time in the West Coast Avengers, which I always love to talk about the West Coast Avengers. Um, this was uh, this was a really interesting departure, and I love the story that you know versus you know franchise building on these Disney Plus shows, which we got in Book of Boba Fett, which was just a total mess. Mm-hmm. This was very, this was very clean and close the book, so to speak. Um, but elements of it could always come back. You know what I mean? So I like I like that part of it very much that it wasn't lather, rinse, repeat in Marvel. That I liked. Yeah, I thought they did a really great job with it overall. It was a very good kind of like whole story told in one, you know, in the six episodes, it felt very closed. But as far as then, you know, leaving a lot of things open because it wasn't like Lockley was a surprise. They were alluding to the fact that he was there, you Mm -hmm. know, multiple times throughout the show, which I enjoyed because it was like, oh, no, there's obviously a third personality that they haven't met yet. So I think that they or at least I'm very hopeful that they're setting something up to bring you know, Lockley and Moon Knight and hopefully Scarlet um, Scarab because I absolutely loved Layla. I thought that was fantastic. Right, the sure. only thing that pissed me off, I'm like, why am I only getting her at the last half of the last episode? <laughs> yeah, um, but a, I, I'm hopeful. There, yeah. yeah, I'm hopeful that they're they're building to something that will be going on later on where they could be bringing in, them into either other shows or onto the big screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, will, there, will there potentially be some kind of you know, uh, bringing all these shows together in some kind of big project. I mean, I think we all mm-hmm. know that, that uh, you know, the characters from WandaVision might have a somewhat dubious uh, existence afterwards. But the, you know, the reborn, <laughs> the reborn vision is still out there. But as far as what's going mm-hmm. on with Wanda, well, we won't get into that just yet, but still. <laughs> um, so, Todd, how about you? you? You you brought it, you tipped it off. How? What What are you thinking about it? Yeah, and I said this was going to be interesting because I was I was worried that Marvel at the last minute was going to say, oh, wait, we have to connect this to everything. And then it was going to be like a hot mess of cameos in the last episode. I'm like, and they didn't do that. And I think that is great because if they have to link everything together, then they become ultimately powerless to control 
their creation. They have mm. to link it in. They have to deal with stuff. Right. I think right. Hawkeye did a good job with that largely, uh, you know, largely sticking to a, a, a story, not having to worry. I mean, they played with some things, but they largely kept it itself. So this is the second one. I feel like they kind of not have to worry about what's next. It doesn't have to be a next. It can be Moon Knight could show up in something else. It doesn't have to be his own story. It could be like he is right. now there if if that happens. So we'll see what happens because we did kind of got a status quo. We don't know where if, if Scarlet uh, Scarab will show up again. And it's right. funny because she's such a the, the character of Scarlet Scarab is a minute character played mm-hmm. by a Muslim in the comics that was like largely it was a male, too. So this mm-hmm. is taking some heritage, bringing up to date and a very cool introduction of that character. I, mm-hmm. I liked a lot of it. Um, I thought Ethan Hawke was, you know, he's he's a he's had like a really solid career, and he was right. playing kind of like a heavy. Yeah. But he yeah, was yeah, also perfect. saw him at the he saw him at the end where he's like, I'm ready to accept dying. So it was like it wasn't he wasn't a bad guy. He was just a follower of someone he mm-hmm. believed in, and so he was ready to die for it. It was like he was a hypocrite. So I'm like that was interesting. Right. So. We'll see where this goes. I mean, obviously, we've got the Jake Lockley thing at the end, so that would be like, is that meaning right. we're going to get them all coming back? Uh, right. Oscar Isaac has not signed a second year or anything, so if it doesn't happen, I think this is a good show that shows that we can maybe get one-offs, and the shows right. that don't have to continue on forever, and they just tell a cool story. So I was, I was pleased. Taller. Yeah, taller, yeah. I was, I was yeah. pleased with it, and and you know, six episodes to deal with the Stephen and Mark, and then get basically some resolution of that was very cool so so mm-hmm. good deal for sure so so something that was also uh written by george r, r. martin you've been playing <laughs> i know um i've been dying i've been dying a lot a lot a lot i've been dying a lot i've been playing elden ring um, oh my. and yeah so i immediately put sorry charlie because i know this isn't the video okay. game I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about a video game too i'll talk about yes, the same one I've been but talking as about far as it has been taking away from my watching slash reading time so i thought i would throw that in there um because uh i like to uh i am a i am a religious fanatic i throw fireballs at everything if it moves i throw a fireball <laughs> at it Astrologer? Um, that is how I play. <laughs> is that your class? Is, is your class the astrologer? Um, the acolyte, I believe, is what it was called. Okay, because there's like uh, the, there's astrologer that's strictly a magic class that uh, that is like you can hit him with one hit and he dies. So yeah, yeah. no, I went I went uh, faith dex build. Is, nice, nice. Yeah, in mind. So like uh, I just started. I just got to the point where like I literally couldn't carry anything because I hadn't leveled up my endurance at all. <laughs> I was I was really mid maxing at that point, so Ooh. I finally uh, I finally got my strength up past wearing uh, a cod yeah. piece and a big sword, and that's it because you can't carry anything else. <laughs> I, I, again, with the cod sword. piece, not even a big sword because oh, okay. I don't have enough strength to wield a big sword. Staff, I have a, maybe. Yeah, I say I have a small dagger, <laughs> oh. but if they've gotten that close, I'm screwed. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter at that point. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, my son, I think he finally finished it and put hours into it. He played with me. We, he, he was basically guiding me to play. So I beat like this mini boss. And then I made the mistake. Katie, a laugh. Uh, Charlie's just at the side. You, that, that first person you meet outside the chamber, mm-hmm. I decided to start attacking that person. That did not go well. The horse, the guy on the horse. No, no, the, like it's like the 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 person that greets you outside the cave. Oh no, you're not supposed to do that. 
<laughs> but I did. I did. And that did not go well because I couldn't kill him. And he kept on chasing me like a Benny Hill episode. It was a bad idea. So, yeah, I stopped playing and my son enjoyed it. So, yes, Aaron says he likes to watch folks play on Twitch. And he's like, there's two veins that you watch on Twitch. It's either people who are really good at it and have been like playing these games for a long time. He goes, and then there's the people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. And I'm like, I know which camp I fall into. And it's not the experienced one. Oh, Charlie, you love this. This game is where people leave notes for you, too. They're oh, everywhere. No. And half the time, it's just trolling you, like, jump down the cliff. Because yeah. sometimes <laughs> that's a good thing. Like, yeah, I should jump down that cliff because that might something good might happen. Because that's the way the game is. It's very vague. So, yeah, I, I stop reading the notes because they're never helpful. I play offline because I don't have a PlayStation Plus account. Uh, like, the, I'm not paying 60 bucks a year well, you on can top cheat of them. If you use the offline account, like you can do some really crazy stuff. And there's a pause menu, but you have to go into the deep recesses of it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. My, my, my. All right. Moving right along, Todd. <laughs> Todd, you, uh, you had a chunk. Uh, but yeah. We all talked about Moon Knight, but you had some other stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we all watched Picard. That wrapped up. Uh, wow. Uh, Picard has had two seasons, and they need new writers. Um, I don't think they know what they're doing, and it no. feels very out of sorts. Um, this The first season was kind of like they tried to put uh, 10 hours of resolution in the final episode. This season felt like, we know what we should bring back? Everything we've ever covered in Restoration and had I, like, new sense. Let's just figure Katie, it all out. Yeah, Katie, Katie and I have not been kind over on Code Forty Seven. No, yeah, we it's, have not. It's it is it's a it's it's basically Homer's makeup gun fired at a wall. If you remember yeah, yeah. that one, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, it's just it is. It's like well, let's take these real key things about TNG Q plus uh, the Sungs plus the Borg, uh, the Borg, and yeah. plus Wesley. Yeah, and then Wesley at the end of this one, and Katie. Oh. Katie Katie kind of burst into flames when she saw that and had to message me. I did. I so did. I need help. I need some help here because obviously you guys are the, the experts and I'm not. So was he ever played out as like the bad, bad guy? I was always. No, he, he no, not, a, not, not at all. But again, he's, we've seen, um, we've seen several generations of the Sung family all mm-hmm. played by Brent Spiner. Uh, the first okay. was was Noonien Sung, who created mm-hmm. Data and Lore. He was a good old guy. Man. Yeah. Okay, he was an old man in TNG time. We jump mm-hmm. back to Enterprise. There was Oryx Sung, who mm-hmm. was who was a kind of a genetic terrorist. He oh wait, st- Oryx Oryx he created a vacuum cleaner. There you go. That's that was the other thing he did. He thought that would redeem him, but no, he had um, he had kidnapped a bunch. Of, he had stolen a bunch of embryos that were basically um, the, the cons, the super soldiers. And I was wondering about like, I'm like wait, they're saying Data's dad yeah. made. And then son? you know, and then mm-hmm. Noonie and Sung had a son who we saw in last season of Picard that created all the androids and shit. Mm-hmm. Now we jump all the way back to this Adam Sung in present time, who is just not a very nice guy. Yeah, uh, he he created. Um, all these different. He's trying to recreate a you know this different genetic stuff, and then we see in the last scene of this that he you set him you set his family on the expectation to reviving the uh, the con project. The, the, yeah, the augments program, which is what mm-hmm. we see in Enterprise. So yeah, overall he's like four out of five songs are bad. You get one good one. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's a know, very, you know, it's like, you know, you got an uncle who went to prison, you know what I mean? But maybe you're not a bad guy. So I don't know. It's kind of like that. Yeah. And I just, it was funny. Cause when they said, 
uh, was it two of the one shall live, one shall die. And I'm like, yeah, she's wearing a disguise. I mean, there yeah, were I so know. many like it was like, I, man, they just can't. They telegraphed that so far in advance. I'm like, yeah, big time. Guys, no, you're right. Like, Please try. Please try. And it was it was about the Picard. Yeah, it was. Like, Rios, it was Rios got shoved off. And yeah, like, I mean, I, I part of me and, and again, Katie and I will dig into this more. Part of me thought they they brought some threads back together in some ways that I found satisfactory. But again, you can't take episode one was exciting and a kickoff and episode mm. nine was, or episode 10 was, yeah, we wrapped some stuff up. And then everything in between was a fucking mess. It was just, it was rough. And mm. I, I said this on our last episode of code. I said, I am a, I am a Star Trek apologist, except for when it comes to the JJ movies, which uh, actually Katie and Peter and I are going to do a one and done of the three JJ movies. That is definitely going to involve a lot of this. I don't even know if Peter drinks, but I think we'll get him drinking. We'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's uh, I, uh, I have. Let me just say I have high expectations for season three where they're bringing they're bringing the original cast back. But I read an article today that said they're bringing them back staggered. So it's going to be like Picard does his thing, but here's an episode with Jordy and Worf, and then later, and then the, the Rikers come back, and then but Beverly sounds like she'll be there for a lot of it, which is you know what that's maybe that's going to be a maybe he's not going to end up with the uh, the Romulan chick, maybe he's going to end up with Bev. He always should have, so I think that would be cool. Hopefully, no Wesley. Oh no, we did Wesley wanna, yeah. is apparently doing well, his, why there was a resolution there for a character that needed no resolution. He'd already have right. resolution, and then they just. He did. He had he had his wrap up story in in TNG season seven where he found out he was one of the travelers and he was going to go off and do his thing. But then yeah, they had to bring him back and then reveal that the travelers are also behind Gary Seven and Laris in this Gary Seven from the original series, mm-hmm. who was Robert Lansing's character in the Assignment Earth, which ended season two. Um, uh, is it more fan service? I'm not. I I don't even yeah. know if I can call it fan service. I, I just. I don't know anyone who wanted Wesley to come back. Like, no, I, not even well, fan service. That's just kind of beating us at this point. Like, I liked, I liked Wesley. I thought he was okay. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, and okay, I'm not deep into this, but as someone who watched part, like, I thought that was actually cool that they finally referenced the Travelers again. Because guess what? We haven't touched on that in 25 years, so why not? That's kind of cool. And the fact this, how do you get him? And this is kind of cool. I thought that was okay. Oh my goodness. He said like right. two lines. So it's not like he like showed up and said, there was hey, more than two lines. I'm a host. an entire monologue. It was. It was absolutely. <laughs> All right. For, for, yeah. for, uh, go ahead. I would say for the sake of time, maybe we should. No, we should we can, I will okay. be able to trash on poor Will Wheaton enough during yes, the yes. <laughs> yes. Um But lastly, um, I'm back in exercising again, which has allowed me to catch up on a show that I, as much as we like the franchises that exist, I don't always think they're the best in their class in regards to the things they do. What I think a show that's best in its class is, is The Expanse. Mm-hmm. I think Expanse wipes the floor with most science fiction. Oh, um, man. St- Star Trek is very formulaic. It's very by the numbers. The writing is an awful well, we, we were just talking f- about that. I can't yeah. disagree. Exactly. Yeah. And Discovery's even fallen in a trap where I feel like they needed to reset because if they don't reset Discovery, I feel like that show has significant problems that they need to fix or it'll feel like it's the same thing repeat every season but um the expanse i'm on season six uh, and i'm it's one of those shows i don't want to end because i only have three more episodes left and i'm like this show reminds me every time like elevated like fantasy is game of thrones elevated fantasy or science fiction 
is the expanse. And I want everybody to raise the bar based on the show, the writing, the acting, the, the concepts. I think everybody's getting out of class by the show because it was done by a great set of books, a great mm-hmm. source material, but they've adapted in a way that makes the TV series feel like you could tell the story on its own, which essentially has because the books go on past this. So, and Amazon thankfully resurrected this show, or I would hate to think that this would be like the next Firefly where it was, was given short shrift, but man, this show is fantastic. It, it makes me feel like this feels like a, a like Battlestar was at the next level. I feel like this show takes what Battlestar did and built upon next it. And it's excellent. It's great science fiction. Everyone should watch it. It's not cutting tape. It's not taking the formula of the franchise, which I oh, really, really appreciate. So love me some Bobby. She's mm. amazing. Bob. Bobby's my favorite. Bobby's, oh, Bobby's my great. favorite. She's a kick-ass. <laughs> I mean, Bobby is kick-ass. Or Peach. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we got Peaches. I like her. She's she's kick-ass too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my my. I can't, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't get Charlie into the expanse. He said it was bored, but I'm like. I I mean, but that that was a very. That, I mean, if it was six seasons, that was at least six years ago. So it's not to say. Yeah. That, that, maybe that, give that it I, another shot. Yeah, that, I mean, because you I did give Lower Decks another shot, and you really enjoyed it. You should Speaking give it a season, though. You got to give it a season. You can't watch three episodes. Cause, like, watch three episodes of Star Trek. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't do what you do. Watch one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of giving things another try, um, and but you know, I've been, I'll, I'll flip the script. I've been doing watching two things with my wife. We watching Parks and Recreation, which she's never seen before. Again, that show, the first like season and a half is rough, and mm-hmm. then it clicks. In the, they start to switch more focus over to Ron Swanson, which is when things get amazing. Um, so April's on board with that. I got her playing, and I feel like I mentioned this in our list. So I got her playing. Lego you you Star absolutely Wars. last the yeah yes. you, you mentioned yeah. Your season, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and we are just we we spent four we spent like four hours one night. Just, we went to bed at like eleven thirty, just like. No, just one more. We love, we oh, love that. Yeah. yeah, I know, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's fun to do stuff together, but no, I, uh, I did a, because of playing all the star Wars, I gave a rewatch today to the first uh, episode of the bad batch, uh, the, the animated follow-up to the clone wars. And, it was it was a double episode, so it was like an hour twenty. So it's like, well, no, that was that's that's like a triple or quadruple episode of twenty minutes, twenty, forty, sixty, eighty. So yeah, that's, that's four episodes. Um, I got it. Did I do my math wrong? Don't laugh. At no, me. I was just laughing that you're sitting there doing your math. <laughs> like, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Um, I am I am of the opinion that you can watch that, and then you can watch the finale of the seasons, which was. 13 or 16 episodes and skip everything in the middle because the rest of it was crap. Mm. I mean, I know Mark, Mark and I went through it um, bi-weekly, obviously, as we were doing Holocron, but I couldn't even tell. I know, I know uh, Ming-Na Wen's character of Fennec shows up at one point and it's largely irrelevant. Uh, Cad Bane shows up, eh, you know, whatever. But th- this, I mean, the, this first, this introductory episode is a powerhouse I mean, it really is because it shows it shows Order sixty six from the ground because this uh, clone batch ninety nine is these these five genetic admirations who aberrations who don't fall victim to Order sixty six except for one of them who turns on the rest of them uh, and then they ended up having to they end up having to escape with as always you know a a Wesley Crusher a little kid uh, who could always be in danger um, and they developed that a little bit through the season but too much of the season was. They end up and it just turns into the Mandalorian. I got to do this thing that's going to get me a little closer to my thing, but then I got to do this thing and come back and do this other thing. It was like it's like the Lego movie. Put the thing on the other thing. So watch this 
And then if you jump to the end of the season, you're pretty much set. Because I remember the season finale was pretty tight. They end up back at Camino. There's a big war. Everything gets blown up. Classic Star Wars. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed how much I actually was engaged and enjoyed it. Where the series just really dragged ass for me. And Todd, I, Todd, I don't, I don't know that you watched too much of it, did you? Uh, I watched the Clone Wars episode where they threw something like, not interested at all. Yeah. I know what they're going to do. They're going to make them individuals with personalities, and somebody's yeah, well, yeah. going to turn. And then, of course, they introduce Beta, Beta, or whatever they call the Omega, the Omega, Beta, Omega. I'm like, I could care less. More clones, more prequel stuff. Is I know it's irrelevant that is, to me. That it's is like, that's, that's Todd's burn point. Is that <laughs> it's, it's like that, that that gif you see where the guys are like this. Like I want new Star Wars. I don't want Star Wars focusing on the last thirty years. I need right. new Star Wars. Think cool. Yeah, yeah t- Todd is the geek Karen. Um, I would like to speak to the manager of Star Wars. <laughs> like you said, Charlie, there's so much filler in that. It's just, it's, it's, there's so much Star Wars is filler now. It's like it is, it doesn't move bad. the bar forward. It's like an extra twenty five minutes of. Right. Yeah, we got a little characterization. We can't talk. But, That's yeah. one of my favorite shows. <laughs> oh, well, break it down. It's, break it's, it down. It's the A team. It's the A team with clones. And I've seen it before. I'm like, I don't like them. And they all have the same voice. And they, it's like they're doing more missions. Like, I know what they're doing for, for nothing. For nothing. Oh, Katie's really going to cut you up. Go season. for it. Ah! I, I, Why, really- I mean, and again, I'll be watching it with interest because yeah. that's what Mark and I talk about. So I'm always going to try to find the good. But yeah, Katie, I'm sorry. It's just from episode oh, no, one. Okay. I love, We're when allowed I, I to like different stuff. When I jump to the end, I just feel like, okay, they hook up with Rhea Perlman and they're doing missions for her. Not actually Rhea Perlman, a, a, an alien oh, voice. Okay. Rhea Perlman. Yeah. I know, you'd be excited if they showed up in Cheers. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. so yeah. Cheers, yeah. Katie, in, 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 you know, give me the Reader's Digest version of why you love it so much. Break I just really like the character development. Like, and I I know that because I was rewatching it and I remember you saying that there, it felt like there were a lot of filler episodes, but there were always points where it was moving the story forward. And it might just be because, like, I haven't read a lot of Star Wars books or, you know, I, I don't pay attention to a lot of the canon. So I didn't necessarily, like, I kind of knew the beats they were going to go with, but I still liked watching the characters grow along the way. And like, I really, really enjoy Omega. I enjoyed her dynamics with the clones and the clones were my favorite part of um, Clone Wars too. Like those were, well, it's, 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 it's right there in the name. I so know, right? It better, it, it better be. <laughs> oh, well, and again, for Todd paying devil's advocate for Todd, it was his least favorite part because he hates clones. Yeah. Which right. is fair. And that's the thing fair. is that's that okay. I didn't like clones until I watched Clone Wars, the animated. Right. And I was like, oh, these are like, I really love um, like Rex, my favorite character in Clone Wars mm-hmm. by far. So like, well, that's, and Todd, that's where I was coming Todd, from. Todd, you even said that Clone Wars was a chance of redemption for the prequels. Because, or particularly for episode two, because it was written so horribly, they actually got some decent character development well, for well, yeah but look how long it took, but yeah. look how long it took for them to do that it took them about 80 episodes of stuff to make the prequels <laughs> halfway decent that tells me that it's half baked and somebody said okay we can we can make a better show but it has to be in the clovers like i said condense it make four good episodes rather than a little bit of characters little characters and filler episodes i mean i, I understand it's a kid's show it is character. a kid's show. So character you get, I mean, like even He Man had a little characterization every episode. I, I just find it tiresome that we're getting so much Star Wars in one era that essentially is over. It's just like, God, move the ball forward. It's Come over. On. I All right. We're going to be doing anything with Jedi. It needs to be in a different, like, it needs yeah. to be in a different domain. Yeah. We, yes. Oh, we need. 
there to be need to be new plot lines, new right. villains, new, new friends. Threats. Yeah. New everything. All right. Well, speaking of moving the ball forward, we got to wrap this up and get on to Todd, the main event. It's time to hit up Air Qantas. We're going to the land down under. That's right. We got to go to the Thunderdome, check out those mutants, and hope they don't decide to eat us so that we can, in fact, deliver some entertainment. So let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. The means have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained, and this week we are talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is this Doctor Strange 2, debuted this weekend. There's spoilers ahead, so be prepared, watch the movie, and then come back and listen to us. With that caveat out, um, Doctor Strange has been out in the theaters this weekend. You'll hear it's been out a week. Uh, $185 million uh, in the box office domestically. Um, this movie has stingers. One is linked into the MCU. One is just a fun Sam Raimi uh, <laughs> teaser, so which good. is very fun if you stayed for it. So, yeah. Right. Um, so this is essentially, I don't know, Marvel film what, Charlie? 20, 28. I, let a look. 28. I think it's 28. Yeah. I, I think it's 20, yeah. 27 or 28. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're about ready. We're about ready to, to get out of our 20s here. We're about to get into your 30s where your back starts to hurt and maybe you're noticing a few extra hairs in the drain, you know, and <laughs> you're just uh, you're, you're getting up there in age. So, um, yeah. So, Todd, Todd, we don't have any format for this. I guess we're just free riffing. So you please continue. Yeah. So and, and that may be a part of discussion is. 28 movies in the MCU. How many TV series now? The Netflix era. Six. And Not, oh yeah, plus the Netflix. Yeah. And and I, and I and I and I enjoyed this movie, but it's got its problems. I feel that the Marvel formula might finally be getting a little bit too formulaic, it's and cracking. the movies yeah. are kind of set in this fashion, and I don't know if they can really pivot that much. Versus the TV, Disney with Disney Plus now having TV, they may be the fresher viewpoint. Because I kind of feel like the Feige, the Feige, 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 the Feige, 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 uh, cookie cutter feels like I've seen this before. Right, I've seen this format. I've seen the three eras, and and while you get a different director, it has a very samey feel. And I, I mean, no, nothing is more evidenced, I think, by what you're saying was the the fight in the streets of New York City was, and I just watched because always when I when I uh, my tradition when I fly on a plane is I watch either Endgame or Infinity War or I watch both. And I was watching Infinity War as I was flying home. Uh, week before last, and I think I got as far as the fight at the beginning, and so they're having a fight in the street, and he's using his things to cut cars in half and do this. And I'm like, this is the exact same shit, and uh, but 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 not as exciting because you didn't have you know Tony Stark and Spider Man there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was just I'm coming off of not being crazy about the first Doctor Strange movie, and Todd, you and I talked about this. Oh, it was our lost episode, the one that you gave me to edit that I was just like, oh, I can't do this. Blah! I yeeted it away. Uh, but, I mean, we talked about it time and again before. The magic stuff, the fantasy stuff, that's your jam. And for me, obviously, I, I you know, if, if April and I sit down and say, okay, 28 weeks, we're going to, or 28 movies, we're going to watch all the Marvel movies. Um, you know, this will obviously be included because, you know, April, even more than myself, is a completist. Even playing the Legos, the levels in Lego Star Wars, she's like, no, we got to clear this level before we move on. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, we got to get through a lot of rough stuff. But um, 
I'm going to for sure say I enjoyed this movie more than the first one. But Todd, I think he hit the nail on the head. The, the sameness, the, the, the formula, um, I struggled with it. I did struggle with it. It's not that I didn't think there were parts of it that were fun and exciting and I enjoyed, but I knew what I was looking forward to, which we'll obviously talk about in a minute here. But that was, it, that was kind of like it for me. It's like I really wanted to see the surprise that was going to come in the middle when we met the Illuminati. That was the whole movie for me. Um, but the rest of it was kind of like, mm, you know what I mean? For me. Yeah. And I hate to say this, but I feel like Marvel movies, it's like it's all about the surprise, the cameos. And right. that's a problem. When it, you have to have something like that that makes it feel like that made it worth it. Like Spider-Man showing up in Civil War. If Spider-Man wasn't there, would it still be that big of a deal? And I right. think it, it 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 was it was a it was a good addition, but it's still right. a good film. And and I I don't know. It turns it turns into sweeps weeks, you know, yeah, which we had back in the old days with TV and in uh, November and like May, you would have a big episode with a surprise guest star that'd be like, oh, we're doing ratings, and they want to prove that people are watching the show. So it's like here's you know a big two part event where you know Captain Kirk shows up on the love boat. I don't know something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I think we're at the point now though. We're like Sam Raimi; uh, he's a director I enjoy because he has a certain viewpoint. Whether you like his movies or not, I always feel like he does some Sam Raimi things that I think are enjoyable. But the fact is, he was given like you have to do this, you have to include that, you have to do this, and it's like after that, it's like a director essentially can it's try nice. to add their own spin on it, but it's like they're still constrained until like you have to deal with all these elements. Right. I mean, like 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 I, Lord most, Miller. Lord Miller. Yeah, that's that's why you don't yeah. get like yeah, that's why you don't get typically people who are you know esteemed uh, filmmakers shining up for this because it's like it's a formula and you want me to make it a commercial success. You don't want me to have a, 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 a artistic viewpoint on it. Oh, and I think you're not going to go much a Sam Raimi movie mm-hmm. because see, really, my- I felt it. This felt like several oh, other like no, Man. This felt like that. Yeah. No, he has horror camp. That's that's kind of like mm-hmm. Sam Raimi, true, true. his stuff is kind of campy. And that was what oh, yeah. I had a problem with is that I loved the horror aspect they were going into. For sure. Like that was some of my favorite stuff. Like when Scarlet Witch is like crawling out of the gong from the, and like pulling uh, out of the mirror dimension. Yeah. Like, this is and I don't like horror stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. Right. Yes, right. please. Like there was some absolute brutality to it. But then there was always, it felt like I was watching Age of Ultron where every time something bad happened or something serious happened, it was undercut with a joke. Where there was yeah, just that's like Marvel. A bit of that's cat. Marvel. That's, for, that's but Marvel. That's, but I think that's that's Marvel yeah. more than Sam Raimi because the if you ever saw right. The Gift with Sam, Sam Raimi, excellent film. No camp whatsoever. He can do that, Katie. He can do right. Drag Me to Hell. Very, right. very he, doing a, he's, he's never, he's never Marvel, done all PG. Th- when yeah. he's done Marvel, it's been kind of campy like his spider-man right, like stuff Spider-Man. Was oh, yeah. campy. well his spider-man was stanley S- steve dicku 60s campy that was his that was the aesthetic they were going for in that that's kind of the aesthetic yeah. that they were going to get again and i think like for me well, it was yeah. a bigger issue with the story itself and with the fact that they didn't seem like they wanted to lean in one way or the other like because they wanted to show this horror but they also wouldn't dedicate themselves to it and yeah it, also well it's a pg-13 film i think right. that was and a that's, constraint that's part of yeah. the problem and they also yeah. completely stripped america chavez of her entire character arc like oh, right they, they made was, her I, a well, MacGuffin. 
It was very. He had yeah, no you're right. Agency. What he I was, had to if they were going to bring her in, though. Yeah. That that was the whole no, thing. Yeah. If you were going to bring her in, if you have to completely if you have to completely change the core of your of a character in the story to make your story work, you don't have a good story. Um, I think it was once again Marvel said this is the 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 roadmap we're going. We need to bring her in because we need a we need a, a character that can do that. I they think this is the Marvel machine. They I agree, and I think that's. I th- but that's what I'm I think saying. this is. Yeah, I think this is. It, you could put anybody the direct, behind the director team. I think Sam Raimi added some of his own elements. To oh it. yeah, no, I I'm th- not saying that. Think, yeah. that what happened with America Chavez is Sam Raimi saw. I'm saying that was the problem in the writing room. Is oh, that yeah, they yeah. completely slaughtered America Chavez's character? Yeah, it's like and when uh, Sam Raimi had to deal with the Venom, and he's like, "I don't want Venom," but he had to deal with it. It's like, right, right, and, right. And I feel that, yeah, I think that's the. I think this is going to be a problem with Marvel. It's like, right. how do you keep doing this and it doesn't feel the same anymore? You don't have an end game now, literally, no end right. game. And, and yeah, the, like, end, the end game ended. Well, you know, and to your point, Todd, uh, artistically speaking, I don't. There are elements of what you're saying that I agree with, but. You know, this movie is is going to snag $250 million domestic in the first 10 days, most likely. Um, how do you argue with that? How, how do you stop Marvel from still saying, well, it may not be the greatest, but it worked. So let's just let, you know. The let's Transformers, just, Charlie. You go from the Transformers making $1.2 million right. to $600 million because people say, right. I'm kind of tired because it's just you got a different hero, but they're doing the same thing. Right, but it just hasn't happened yet. And and even like I said, when you and, and John and I were chatting last night uh, doing our summer movie kickoff, uh, talking about Marvel stuff, you know, John hit the nail on the head when he said, when we had Endgame, that was just kind of it for me. You know, things changed. And, you know, since 2019, there have been notable things that we've all enjoyed that Marvel put out, but they're on Disney+. Plus. You know, I loved Hawkeye. I'm the only person who loved the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I love Captain America. Oh, but it's I like, I, loved it. Oh, well, the time, the, boom, that puts Todd in the minority. No, no, no. I thought the Captain and the Winter Soldier was a Marvel movie. It didn't do anything right. special in storytelling. I right. know, it was just like, it, it, it could have been a film. I mean, but it's like, it, didn't, Hawk, it didn't have an artistic so, viewpoint. Yeah. Hawkeye was fun. Everybody loved it. You know, Loki yeah. was awesome. You know, so it's just Moon Knight. We just talked about it. So, but, you know, to, to the point, where and I, I find a way to bring Star Trek into anything, and Katie, you can appreciate this, is that <laughs> Star Trek is at its core when it's telling stories on television. You stick it in the movies, and it goes beyond hit or miss. In the classic era, great. JJ movies, when you try to turn it into Star Wars, no, sir. It, it ain't happening. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, you know, has Marvel, you know, did COVID turn Marvel into a TV TV universe? You know, are the movies just really not going to deliver anymore? Because Eternals didn't deliver for, I know at least Todd and I, I can't speak for you, Katie, where you stand with the Eternals, but I, I was like. It. I thought it was something, I thought it broke the Marvel kind of like mold. It was the most DC of the Marvel movies, which is funny because that's kind of the, I, I think it's because you had a, a creator like you had um, Kirby going over to, to, to well, Marvel Kirby did Eternals. I mean, you had that kind of right. thing going on. So mm-hmm. th- there was right. a DC feel to it. That was kind of interesting. There was a tough one. All right. Well, let, let, let's try to tilt towards some positivity. So what is yeah. something that everybody enjoyed about this film? Katie, you first. Um, I enjoyed the horror, which is weird because I do not watch Very horror, weird. But Very I weird. Yeah. absolutely love the brutality of it because, I mean, I came in expecting a little bit of a twist. Like, you know, Todd mm-hmm. was saying, there's always some sort of twist and you go – Watching the trailers, not expecting to get what you see in the trailers. 
Right. So, you know, they were projecting, oh, Scarlet Witch is the big bad. And, you know, they're going to have to fight her. And then the second trailer showed Doctor or Evil Strange. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, so maybe Witch is a red herring. Or there's a secondary evil witch. Yeah. And it's the evil right. witch and evil strange trying right. to find a universe that where they can be happy. And they're using America Chavez to kind of bust through and kind of do this catch up right. thing. I'm like, cool. And okay. I, I'm a total space case. And even April turned to me as we were driving home. It's like, did you even know Wanda was going to be a villain? And I'm like, I really missed that. I had no idea. I, I mean, and I, I was uh, f- from anything that came before. I mean, Although there's precedent because all of WandaVision was about the fact that, well, you know, this chick well, lost her Scarlet mind. Well, Scarlet Witch was a villain yeah. for a long time. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's kind of, at this point, just become kind of an antihero, which, you know, cool right. on her. And so right. I liked seeing her lean into that kind of, you know, craziness that comes with yeah. it and just that, like, brutality of what can happen. But... Oh, I, I, I agree. I like, like the, I, I, I like the scene with the Illuminati where she was just, like, dismantling them. Just, like, oh no hope. I was, like... This is insane. This is amazing. And I thought that was kind of how they were going to <laughs> right. like how they like how the movie was going to progress, but then it just like right. immediately switched gears where you ended up having like zombie strange but in like a f- funny way. Very very, like, very 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 evil, evil dead. I, yeah, I very evil dead. Like that was my problem. Is yeah. I was always very confused cuz I'm like is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be heartwarming? Is this supposed to be scary? I don't know where I'm supposed to be going with this. Uh, and and maybe and potentially that's the point of it. I really embraced uh, how Wanda turfed out, and in the end, mm-hmm. she realized that I'm I'm the villain. I'm compromised. I can't I can't undo what I did. You know, I, I did what I did in Westview. I ruined people's lives. You know, now in this movie, I've killed all these people in Carmitage. I'm the bad guy. But when faced down with the fact that well, the thing that I want when I face myself with it, what I want doesn't want me. So I don't have a reason to live, which is maybe a little, it's a little, it's a little esoteric, you know, as, as someone who's had problems with my, you know, I, I, you know, problems with my two sons, I get it. Uh, but you know, I <laughs> never really had a situation. Like, I never, you know, f- you know, flip my ex-wife over a table, all, you know, although I might like to, but you know, I never, I ne- you know, it's, you know, seeing mom and dad fight, or in this case, seeing mom and mom fight, you know, who are they're the same person, uh, two versions of yourself. It's, it's very esoteric, but yeah, she discovers that she's the bad guy that, that for everything that she's done to get her to this point where I've got to have my kids. It's the only thing that matters now. It's, it's, it was very, it was very Anakin Skywalker in episode three. You know, I've done everything that I can to say Padme, but then I kill her. Whoops. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, the a woman's thing is the beginning and end is motherhood. So, <laughs> of course, yeah. So unless you're a mother, then you're you're you know your life as a, a woman yep. is not new. Everybody knows that. What watch the sitcom? Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I saw positives because I like Sam Raimi. I'm a big fan of the Evil Dead films, Army Darkness, Dark Man was he made an early superhero film that was very right. much a little tongue in cheek at times, very goofy. Um, when he when he's at his high, when he has his highs he has his highs when he has his lows he has his lows I admit it he he's a mixed bag at times and in this one it was a mixed bag but I still enjoyed some of the camera scenes he had his stylistic uh, take is fun at times um, and I enjoy that um, I also liked America Chavez quite a bit because she didn't linger in a way that I thought was 
you know, the, bringing a new character in it, like it takes forever to build her up. And like, no, we got a good origin with her. She came from a different world and was brought forward and she's bounced. And I like that, that she was just trying to find a place where she belonged because she did not exist in any other multi, uh, multiverse. I don't know a lot about the character from the comics. I don't know if it's true or not, but I thought that what they did here was really, really cool. And that's part of the problem. When you're trying to adapt a character from the comics and bring them in, it, a lot of people have read 80 issues with a character. It's like, so you haven't developed all that. But I thought what they brought her in with, a, I thought I liked the actress who played her. I thought she had a cool uh, performance. She was an annoying teen, which when you when you have a teenager, that's an, that's an amazing thing because teenagers can be very annoying. Um right. She was, liked, she, was, she was she was a bit of a smart ass, but she wasn't annoying, which I like. Yeah, and I loved when they went through the multiverses when she launched them and all of the different multiverses. Right, the, the paint multiverse. The paint there was an animated, animated one. There was the blocky, where they got all blocky. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was really cool because that's what I liked about some of those things where you can show these are all the different multiverses that are involved. So I like that. Um, I, I mean, Spoilers, I liked the Illuminati showing up. That was kind of interesting. John Krasinski was the big one because we kind of got spoiled with Xavier, which pisses me off. Why did they even include that in the trailer? You know, that was dumb. It was kind of saving grace, but you had Black Bolt coming back. The humans are the worst thing in the MCU. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. But again, Um, you know, the the beauty of the multiverse is that none of that really matters. Nope, they're all dead. (laughs) Because they're all dead, but they they all also exist in other parts of the multiverse. So, you know, there is still... There's still a Mr. Fantastic out there. There's still a Black Bolt. There's still a Professor X. There's still a Captain Peggy Carter. You know, so those are all still out there. But, you know, the biggest thrill is that, you know, Peggy Carter is one of April's favorite Marvel characters. So I did. I I, um, I came home and I jumped on Amazon and ordered her a, a Captain Peggy Pop, which showed up the next day. Which is in half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, let me let me yeah yeah let me get a let me get a pair of scissors and cut her in half. I mean, um, how she took out each one of them was amazing. Black yeah. Bolt, yeah. no mouth, right? Oh, I mean, oh, and, there was, uh, I, and I didn't even give love to Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel, which of course she was in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Great. Yeah, I was wondering, was, I'm like, I, I'm like, I recognize her. Oh my god, because I'm like, is I know. That, is that a yeah. Captain it, 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 it took like, a minute, oh, but yeah. That was yeah. That was that was my that was uh that was uh a Maria Rambo from Captain Marvel yes. from the nineties. Rambo, so, yeah. they can, like, Rambo, like, Rambo, Rambo, but Rambo, but French. B B B E A U. Boo. Yeah. So, and this was a shorter Marvel movie, which I I appreciate at times. I I, 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 very, hours. I very much appreciate a shorter movie, especially after Eternal. Sorry again, Katie. I know you love it. You enjoyed <laughs> it, but yeah, that was just like. Well, you had twelve characters to adapt, Charlie. It takes a little longer yeah. than yeah mm-hmm. characters. Fair. And then I Fair. and I like the, the I like the teaser at the end because you know the the first uh, stinger. Oh, yeah, we, we got, we got, yeah, Clea. We got Clea. Clea, yeah. exactly. I'm like, oh, that's Clea. That's very cool. Oh, and we've got a heavy hitter playing Clea, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. And right. it takes us out of that Doctor Strange pie, pining for Christine and bring us right. to Clea, who is his true love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't even being that being so much that I, I'm not really steeped in Doctor Strange lore. Christine is Christina. Clea is this big love, but is Christine a factor at some point, or is she is she was she original to these films? I don't remember. I don't know. I, I, I'm so dumb and out of this. I thought she was dead. To be honest. <laughs> Well, died. I mean, the, the thing is, you know, half of the people in the MCU were dead for five years, so she could have been. 
Oh no, because I was thinking of the uh, Doctor Strange oh, episode. That she of, had died. Uh, what, if? what if? Where yes. she died? In oh, the for, gotcha. For some reason, I really thought she was still dead. I'm like, oh, she really, she really was. Me. She really was in the 40 versions of the multiverse that yeah. the uh, that the Doctor Strange we got at the end was not. So yeah, mm-hmm. okay. um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, kind of left us with a major cliffhanger because our Doctor Strange had to use Darkhold to wrap things up, and it gave him the third eyeball, which means he's a little bit wonky. Why didn't Wanda end up with a third eyeball? Is that just is that only if you're male? I mean, that seems discriminatory. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, there, was, there was a whole, it was like a whole hot mess either. Because I was like, the entire movie, he's been like, you can't use the dark hold. You can't use the dark hold. So they're like, I'm okay, well, the maybe there's. Oh, I think I'm totally using the dark yeah, because totally like he, he goes and he, literally him and Christine have a conversation of, well, let's get to the sanctum because maybe they have the book, a copy of the book of Ashanti doesn't even ask other strange. Hey, do you happen to have a copy of the, of the other book versus the dark? Oh, it's just like, I see the dark hole. I want it. Yoink. Yeah, let's use it. Yeah. It hasn't talk about a, problem I mean, whatever, bro. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's talk good. about good. something like that's talked about. Vishanti shows up. Boom. Done. Gone. Yeah, you're not going right. to even mention that one again. Yeah, so we just we'll just embrace the dark and go from there. It's kind of like yeah. Spider Man. Uh, I mean, I will say yeah. Elizabeth Olsen ate up every scene oh, she yeah. was in. Crunch, she crunch, did a crunch. Phenomenal it. job. It was absolutely spectacular. Well, she was like I said. Uh, I, you know, I likened her to Anakin and uh, Anakin Skywalker in Episode Three mm-hmm. of Star Wars. My favorite super tragic villain like oh i gotta do this thing because i've you know i'm afraid to lose or i've lost in her case she lost she was afraid to lose some more and she did all of these horrible things and the justification of well it's going to be okay when i save padme's life it's going to be okay when i get my kids back and then it was not okay and then you hold up the mirror you know and see what a monster you are and you pay for it and i love yeah. I-, I love that she unlike Anakin made the her you know it took Anakin it only took Anakin another twenty five years to make the right choice by picking up Palpy and throwing him down that, that right, elevator. After he nearly trap. killed his kid. Yeah, exactly. yeah, say, yeah, to save his kid, not because he wanted to help anybody else. It's like, oh, okay. well, he wanted to help Luke. So you know what? The, the, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. Let's you know bring Spock into the steel. So um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I do I, I do like the arc that they took with Wanda. I was like I said I I feel bad, but even in the comics, she was always very iffy if she was on the side of right because mm-hmm. she was always very you know like and i bring up the west coast avengers again because that's when her big arc happened vision was abducted by the u.s government uh, he had previously uh tried to try to take over the world's computer system uh and the government said well as long as he doesn't do it in the avengers again we won't take him away and then he came back to active duty so they, they took him and stripped him down to the wires and he lost his personality much like what happened in WandaVision, he became a blank slate of himself. Well, that just made Wanda go nuts and it never mm-hmm. stopped. Then it turned into the House of M and she got rid of all the mutants and it was all kinds of... So she's always been a hot mess of a character that, you know, it's it's like, you know, your crazy high maintenance girlfriend. That's basically who Wanda is. Ooh, I, ooh. Ooh. I, mean, uh, I would I, recommend though, Katie, if you want to read a good book, the Scarlet Witch book that came out when Charlie was at 2016, maybe. Oh yeah, no, that was really, fantastic. Really good book. Yeah. No, I love that one. Yeah. 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 Really she is, she is a, she is an onion of a character. She's very, she's a layered. complex. Character. Oh yeah. yeah that's a complex story. I love her. And yeah. I think Elizabeth Olsen did just a, such a phenomenal job because like I, I said, I, any I, scene she was in, she just dominated. She nailed right. it. 
Yeah, she this this could have been Doctor Screw Doctor Strange. It's the Wanda Maximoff in the mm-hmm. Military Madness yeah. because I think she was a bigger part of this film than he was. I really care. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. care more about her progression in this than I do about him. So she she killed it. She's my favorite character in this film. Yeah, I like Doctor Strange a lot. I I do. I I really like it. I, I I've always liked magic wielders. I know Charlie, you don't like magic. You don't like fantasy. It's not your thing. Not your bag. Oh oh oh! It's magic. Sing it with me. You know, you guys are killing me with this shit. I'm trying to get a singing <laughs> thing going in this podcast. Katie no, did it no. exactly once, but that no. was all I got. No, I didn't. I just rickrolled you. No, no, Charlie. You did. Oh, you okay? Okay. I, no, I get no tired singing every once in a while. Anyway, but I will say. Uh, once again, Marvel, if you give a character an accent, don't turn them into an American. Once again, Wanda should have an accent. It's so dumb. The fact made that they up, it, made up Sokovian accent. I've lived in this country for three years. I don't have an accent anymore. It's so amazing. Oh, well. It depends on what kind of deprogramming accent training you've got. But then again, Todd, it's a, you know what? I've got one word to fix all of your ills. Multiverse. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we, we, you know, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, this movie was not the greatest or the worst Marvel film because uh, we've had 28 of them. And there's other movies that have done it better or worse. Uh, so we could probably get into our final take on this. We did have one more teaser, which was just a Sam Raimi bringing back uh, our man. Oh, <laughs> yes. the, hot, the hot dog man. Bruce Campbell brought in at Sam Raimi. He they're like a piece, part and parcel. He was Pizza Papa, and he essentially was was tricked and given a spell to beat himself up. And he let us out of the film like Ferris Bueller. He said, "That's it. It's over." So I thought I thought, I thought he, I thought he was a hot dog man. Why else would he have pizza pizza why balls? Else, why, why else would he have mustard? No pizza balls. Remember the pizza balls that she got for free. So in this well, multiverse, free. When you, when you, in this in this uh, universe where you have pizza balls, they also have mustard. Yeah, maybe also so. sold. Hot, maybe also sold hot dogs. I'm maybe. digging too deep. Maybe pizza mm-hmm. and, and mustard go hand in hand in this universe. Right, yeah. I guess that that is what I have concluded. So yeah, that was that was good stuff. Okay, so let's you say let's roll with ratings. So I started blabbing first, so I guess I'll go first. Um, I'm going to give this one. I'm going to go with a letter grade in this one. This is like a C plus to me. Charlie, you're screwing up like our Metacritic ratings. They you gotta keep it the same with <laughs> okay, the, all right. the one on the so yeah. okay. So C plus would be in the 70th percentile. So I'll give it a seven seven five. There you go. C plus. Okay. Did I do that? Did I do that math right? Katie no, back. I always go out of, I always Katie go out of five back. when you go to it, if yeah. you're like a three, I think. If you're like, Katie, if you're like you're a three, a, more like that. Yeah. You're you're an educator. Help me out. Did I do my math okay? <laughs> Babe, I got an art degree. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, cool. I'm down. I'm down. I'm yeah, down. Charlie, because you know nobody says like a C seventy seven percent. Nobody likes to get a seventy. Nobody likes to get a sixty and a six. So I always say like if you want to do it grade wise, you go like yeah. one one to five or one to four is a better scale. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like a six five. There we go. Okay. That's what I'm gonna settle on. Okay, okay. so is it out of ten? Yes. Okay. I, I would say like four out of 10 multiverses. Wow. Four low Ooh. rating. Wow. Tight. That's it's, my, it's my second least favorite Marvel movie. So worse than the Incredible Hulk. Worse than the Incredible Hulk. I'm cutting MCU canon. Yeah. No. Well, it, 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 no. Incredible Hulk is MCU. 
That's the yeah, Hulk Chris, is MCU. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Dark world. I guess I should be saying like I don't I don't know if I've even seen the Hulk movie. I think the, I have. The, it's, yeah, it's, it's, Ed, Ed Norton. it's worse. Yeah. It's worse. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm, I'm the, counting it's like current MCU since Kevin Feige like launched it. So Iron Man forward. Well, that is the, the, the second is, film. Yeah, Hulk the second is film after. Was, it's <laughs> the, called the incredible. It came out in 2008, the same not summer. The as Lee. Yeah, yeah. Not the Lang, yeah. Ang Lee movie, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so they'd be that low. Okay. Okay. All right. Todd, you're up. I'll give it a seven out of 10. I mean, it's it's not the best, not the worst. I enjoyed parts of it. And uh, oh, I do have a um, I do have an Easter egg, uh, and I, I caught this: the Sam Raimi trademark of the Delta Olds eighty eight, Olds Delta eighty eight, was floating in the uh, when they first get in the world where the multiverse was broken and the cars are kind of floating on the street. There was one of those. Ah, okay, very nice. Okay, very nice. That all, obviously that was also Uncle Ben's car in the um, Sam Raimi Spider Man films. Well, very good. So, so don't let if you enjoyed this movie, let us know. If you hate this movie, let us know. Either way, it's it was a it was an interesting ride. Uh, right. There was something to enjoy and something to dislike for everyone. Um, but next, we get Miss <laughs> Marvel coming to Disney. Yes, Plus. June, and that is going to be a different feel, and I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm very fired up. So, like I said, absolutely. My vibe is: Are we are we really turning into an era where these Disney Plus productions for Marvel, in particular, and Star Wars, Star Wars unequivocally, because there are no films at all, mm-hmm. is is Disney Plus becoming the future of these two franchises? I I'm I'm leaning towards yes. I don't know. You got I no really way home am. that just came out. Like that's I mean, but again, yeah, that made that made as much money that that was on par with Endgame as far yeah. as approaching globally how much money it made. So you're right, but. But again, as far as critically or creatively, creative mm-hmm. significance, I feel like Disney Plus is edging it out. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm fired up. All right. Well, with that, unless anyone has any other thoughts, I think it's time to go. Bye bye, friends. As always, thank you for joining us. I have been Charlie Carden. You can find me over on Twitter at the C3. Spell it out. Also run the uh, Michigan chapter of the West Michigan chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club. I also do the Code 47 podcast with my friend Katie Q, but only for a few more weeks because she's going to leave me. Just temporarily. Just temporarily. She'll come back, but then uh, my partner Peter will return and we'll be talking uh, about TOS and Enterprise in various regards. But Todd, where do people find you out there in the social averse? Uh, at Tioxtra on the Twitters. You can also game with me at Spartion1998 on uh, PSN and at Spartion98 on Switch and Xbox. And, you know, if you like to talk about geeky things in video games, let me know. We might have you on co-op mode, which Katie needs to come on and talk about video games with us. Ooh, about Elden Ring. I can talk about Elden Ring. (laughs) And Katie, to bring it on home, where do people find you outside of your home domicile? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Q underscore T Geek. That's QT Geek. And then um, on Instagram at uh, Quintessential Geek. Rockin' with Doc. And friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Keep us lazy. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. 
If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.